0: Hi, podcast listeners. This is your host, Jenna Picor, and I'm so excited to bring you our episode for today. If you are a first-time listener or a listener who has been with me since day one and you love what I'm doing, I want to encourage you to support the podcast by giving a small donation. I love bringing you new faces and interviews, but it does take time and resources to do it. And any support you'd be willing to give goes towards website upkeep, travel, time and costs, and would help me greatly to keep doing what I'm doing. Give your support by going to paypal.me backslash faces of Grand Prairie. Today, my guest is Susanna Delgado Gray. She is the Vice President of Operations and Executive Director of the Grand Prairie YMCA. She's been with the YMCA for 10 years and came over to the Grand Prairie branch in the last year. She is really active in the Grand Prairie community and really has a hand on the pulse of our city's needs with families. She has some really great programs and initiatives that she started for families in our community. I truly can't wait for you to hear what they are. So without further ado, here is Susanna Delgado-Gray. Good morning. Good
1: morning. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you.
0: I'm so, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I got to give a shout out to Matt mm-hmm. because... Matt Rico is um, the person that reached out to me. Now, you and I had met before. Yes. Um, We'd met this year, but he is...
1: What does he do for the YMCA? He's our marketing and communication specialist.
0: Okay, so he is on Point, and he's on Facebook, and when I started doing this podcast, he goes... You have to interview Susanna. You have to interview Susanna. I said okay, fantastic. So um, you were on my list of people to interview, but then when you said that, I was like, okay, I'll make sure to get over there. So I'm so glad that you're um, that you said you'd be willing to do this. So talk to me a little bit about what you do for the YMCA.
1: Okay, so I started my career with the Y about nine years ago, and I came in to run all of the after school and summer day camps for the Y of Metropolitan Dallas. So that territory took me from Frisco to Waxahachie because that's the metro Dallas area so seven counties uh, about 90 after school programs so my relationship building really lied with principals so you did it for everybody for every wow uh, for 23 branches across our metroplex wow and in communities where we don't have YMCAs Mm -hmm. but after school is a need that working families uh it's it's needed when the kids get out of school, that's not always when parents get out of school. So that started my career with the Y, And now recently with a vacancy with the Grand Prairie Executive Director role about nine months ago, this position came available and I jumped on it because I wanted to have that experience in my portfolio of running a branch, leading a board, fundraising a campaign, mm-hmm. uh, just to prepare me for my next level of growth within the organization.
0: Right, so you've been doing, you were with, um, you, you did your role for a very long time yes. before you came over here. Yes. Wow. So that's pretty interesting. I would imagine that every community is completely and totally different yes when you go into it so have you found grand prairie i'll I'll stop i'll stop right here and say this before we started recording you showed a tremendous amount of interest in the history of grand prairie so i think that you're bought into this community pretty well when you got here so has it been have you found what, what do you feel like is unique about the city of grand prairie
1: What I love most about this new assignment is that it's kept me grounded. Mm. So I'm no longer in six counties, I'm in one zip code. And I have gotten to know, I feel like I've lived here all my life because there is a group Mm. of individuals, leaders, people in this community that come together for, I feel, a human cause of helping mm. others, whether they're for-profit or non-profit. I, I feel this sense and vibe of people giving back financially mm. and giving up their time. And, and that's me to my core, is relationships, meeting people, networking. And, you know, similar to the mayor in that he's the mm-hmm. face of the city, I feel like I'm the face of the why. And there's so many people that have a long, rich history with the YMCA, mm-hmm. that grew up, learned how to swim, attended a sports program, worked out at the facility. Had their first job, like their I first did. Had <laughs> And people who have met and gotten married that met in the racquetball courtroom where parents oh, right. met. So yeah. a lot of great history that way. But there's also a big subset of community that mm-hmm. have never even heard about the Y and don't mm-hmm. know what it means or don't know what it offers. And so I feel that my role has been to be the face of the why and how can we open our doors to the community and fill needs that might be out there, whatever those are. Right. Uh, and, and so I feel like, you know, I'm part of the Rotary, I'm part of the Chamber of Commerce, I attend as many functions as I can, and getting to know our donors, getting to know our members, getting to know. All these new um, businesses that are coming in, mm-hmm. and and seeing how we can partner. So I really, I really enjoyed it. It's it's a home away from home for sure. Um,
0: that's so I'm I'm so glad to hear that. And you know, you touched on something where when you said there's still a subset of people that don't know. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I started doing this podcast is because, as you know, Grand Prairie is really long, like in yes. distance. Yes. So from the north to the south, it's huge, and there's a lot of people on the north side that might not go to the south side and vice versa and so there's a lot of things that we have out there that um, not a lot of people if they don't leave their little area and so um you know when when the grand prairie y was built here at this location that we're at right now this was the growing part of the city and i remember when it was built it was when westchester was was you know we we had um communities that were a little bit south of here but we didn't have the peninsula we didn't have all that mm-hmm. stuff well now this is kind of mid-grand prairie if right. you keep going down so there's a whole group of people probably on the north side that have never even been down here yes. <laughs> to, to visit as far as you know the why um and it probably helps I, I know that the this particular grand prairie ymca has a very long-standing history in grand prairie there's been a lot of people that have served on the board do you have just a great board of directors that you work with all the time? Yes,
1: Yeah, it, our board is about 21 wow. volunteers and nine new board members this year when I came on wow. and really committed people who, I think we have reignited their passion mm. in the YMCA because I think sometimes that lies with leadership and that lies with mm-hmm. what's happening out in the community. And, you know, I just start asking. I'm, I'm not afraid of asking. And um, a lot of people said, yes, I'll stand alongside you and, mm-hmm. and help carry forth the mission. Uh, and, and, you know, have been really lucky. Michelle Madden is mm-hmm. our board chair, uh, Sandy Woods, is our campaign chair. Oh. And the two of them, and a lot of long-standing individuals in the community, and, and new people who are, you know, just getting started on sitting on a board, looking mm. to see how can they give back to the community they live in and, and want to pour into.
0: We just had, uh, was it Gabriella that just recorded a yes. spot? Yeah, she is a high school student, but she's on your board?
1: Yes, yes, because there wasn't a, a teen voice at the oh, table. And so I reached out to our um, teen director, Michael Sanchez, and I said, pull out a, a teen that you think is going to add value to the, the board. And Gabriella um, Sandoval rose to the top and he said, she's the one. Mm. She started out coming as, as a Y child, going to our after-school programs and oh, transitioned can- into teen programs. Then her first job with the YMCA in our Child Watch program. Um, And she's just phenomenal. Last year she was our uh, volunteer of the year and was recognized at our annual conference for all the hours and work and leadership she's poured into the Y. Wow, so what, what position
0: does she hold exactly?
1: On, on the, the board, board. Mm-hmm. she is a she's a regular board member as our teen voice
0: oh you know I think that is such and I wish I think that's a, a tremendous example for many other boards mm-hmm. is getting kids involved in that type of civic duty from a very young age mm-hmm. and understanding that especially when they were the benefactors mm-hmm. of certain organizations and now they get to be a part of putting giving that back yeah. to students and um, I think that that's just amazing. And I think one of the things about the Grand Prairie Y that a lot of people might not realize is it's not just a gym. <laughs> this isn't just a place that you can come to work out. Now you can, right? but it's also a nonprofit organization. So talk about some of the things that y'all do throughout the year that have nothing to do with working out, but right. <laughs> you know, about the community. Right.
1: If you follow us on uh, the Grand Prairie page on Facebook, uh, oftentimes, our posts are hashtag which with the why so much more, because there is mm-hmm. so much more than than we that we offer in the community. Uh, one program, for example, is our Live Strong at the YMCA program. It's a national program, but it's a twelve-week cancer survivor program that's free wow. to anyone who is going through or has gone through cancer. Because we know how important it is for them to build that support network yes. and that support system and also get back to exercising and the importance of building their flexibility, building their muscle strength. And just 30 minutes ago, we had our um, five ladies out here um, working with Holly, uh, who's their instructor, and sharing their stories of cancer and their journey with that. And that builds community and and that camaraderie. And so hopefully we'll continue to grow that. But it's it's a 12-week free program. We have um, Fit Kids that meets Mm -hmm. here twice a week, and it's homeschool programs that, associations with homeschooling uh, that need a PE credit. And so they come to the Y for free, and we open our gym up, and we have an instructor that gives them an hour of gym time, so.
0: And these aren't just three kids. I've been here when that's, there's a lot of kids that participate. I think we're up to about
1: 60 kids. Yes. And so they are out there getting their physical fitness, learning about their bodies, learning about um, eating right, mm-hmm. and making healthy choices. Uh, so we offer those programs. We have a get up and go program that we offer on the weekends. And that teaches families and children how to make good healthy eating mm. choices, how to read food labels, how to moderate their diet and it's coupled with and they give a free membership at the end of the program that encourages them to keep their active lifestyle going. Wow. Um, so th- there are so many programs mm-hmm. like that so I think it starts with the sports program. Mm-hmm. Because that's where a lot of our young families go to. and. Um, and what I love about the Y is that it serves the, the full family. Yes. Um, you know, if you walk into our lobby any given day, you'll see uh, our active older adults, you know, just hanging out, yep. talking, catching up, drinking coffee. I was just about to say, <laughs> drinking coffee, yep. <laughs> and, and there is a group that bring um, donut holes every single day. So I get at least a donut hole. Oh, my a day. goodness. And that really just sets me in my sugar count for the day. (laughs) So I love when when I catch them and they're here. And so from the active older adults, then you have all of our group X and fitness classes that we offer with Zumba, spin class, anything a normal fitness facility Mm -hmm. would offer. Uh, We offer free childcare for our families in the morning and afternoon so (laughs) that when they're working out, and, and members can take advantage of it for up to three hours a day. Yes. So if they want to do their one-hour class and they want to just, you know, pull a laptop off and work on mm-hmm. their assignments, check up on their emails, you know, with just that break from the kids, they can do that. Um, we have a great-sized playground where a lot of families come and just play on the playground before they start their season of basketball or soccer mm-hmm. or baseball or whatever the season is, and then in summer, the 11 weeks of the summer, this branch is transformed and we have over 160 kids here Mm. in summer day camp uh, and that's fifth grade or ages five to 12 years old and then we have our teen programs uh, and those are from 12, 13 up to 16 year olds and we have a a counselor and training program where we have those young adults who feel they're too old for Teen camp, but old enough to take leadership roles, right. and so we have very intentional programs for them that teaches them and gives them those skills of leading group activities, um, being a charge of a group, being in charge of an activity that you lead. So, a lot that happens, and um, we partner with a lot of people in the community. Yes, um, you do.
0: I was well, going to ask you about GPIC because I know y'all have that coming up in the summer.
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, One of the partnerships we have the last few years was a back-to-school fair that we have here in August in partnership with Unidos and the Chamber of Commerce and several vendors and companies in the community. And we're just meeting actually in a couple of weeks to start planning that for August. Um, And we partner with Canales Furniture, Lupita, and they do a phenomenal job of, last year I think we brought in almost 500 people into the branch wow. for free backpacks, for all of them, wow. immunizations, and back-to-school supplies, all mm. for free. And uh, when they approached me and said, we need a gym to host this, I'm like, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so many of the people who walked through the doors never even knew this facility existed they drove by it but that big why they didn't they didn't know what that didn't click yeah and and so that was really exciting for me to get to meet them Mm -hmm. and talk to them about and in some cases pray over them um, yes and just hearing some of the challenges that they're going through um and and I love being part of a faith-based organization that allows me to kick off a, a staff meeting with a prayer, allows yes. me. This, just this morning, um, Dr. Scar um, and Oza Jones and I and the team met to plan our prayer breakfast that's mm-hmm. coming up in April. And at the end of the meeting, you know, Dr. Scar sent us off with a prayer um, mm-hmm. for our day. And, and that feels good. Yes. And so many activities like that. This summer we hosted our first spring sports banquet. We learned, a lot of volunteers had said, you know, our young men and women have never attended a sports banquet because usually that's reserved for either elite sports or club sports mm-hmm. and organizations just don't do because it takes a lot of resources yes, to put does. that on. And so volunteers brought that to me and they said, we want to have a sports banquet for our mm-hmm. kids. And I'm like, I'm in. What do we got to do? Didn't have a vendor, didn't have a sponsor, didn't know what we were going to do. All we knew is we have table, chairs, and a gym. (laughs) That's half of what you need. Right. And with that, God always provides. Mm -hmm. And so with that came a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club uh, and their partnership um, with uh, Wingstop. And they provided, um, or or Buffalo Wild Wings. They provided wings for all of our kids, Mm. a partnership with Outlaws Barbecue, That um, also provided some really, really hearty, yummy barbecue and size. And Chick-fil-A and Chicken Express donated tea and lemonade. So community canes, Raising Canes also contributed. So everybody hodgepodge come together. Mm. And to see the look on the kids' face, dressed up as if they were going to church, and to see that all of this work, down to the tablecloth, to the decorations, to the balloons, to the red, red carpet, carpet. <laughs> every last detail was for them, mm-hmm. to celebrate them. And for us, it was celebrating our volunteers, mm-hmm. um, the hours that they put in. I mean, as a parent, you don't have to volunteer. Give hours to you know not just coach your child, but 10 to 15 other kids and And time and time again, hundreds of volunteers do that mm-hmm. for us, and the camaraderie they built the 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 pledge they say at the beginning of the game, we like to say that we put the child first and the sport second mm-hmm. and that's so important nowadays because you know competition and um Learning good sportsmanship and all yes, that—it's that, all important. That's yeah. so important, and and those are transferable skills they right. are always going to stay yeah. with them. And there's some sports leagues that, you know, it's more about the win. Right. It's more about the competition. It's more about what did you accomplish? Did you do the drill? And we soften that with we care about you. Mm-hmm. Did you make a progress from the last time you came? All right. Well, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so those are the try to those are the types of. Of life skills, we want to pour into our kids that come through
0: here. Yeah. Faces of GP listeners, summer is coming up, and I want to talk to you about a great local company for your lawn care and maintenance, and that's Higher Ground Lawn Care and Lighting. This is a family owned and operated business by Grand Prairians. The owner's actually an SGP alum. He's worked in this community for a lot of years now. Higher Ground isn't your typical lawn care service, they provide lawn care architectural landscaping and lighting, and they even do holiday lighting for the holidays. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they're also licensed with the Texas Department of Agriculture. They use high-end products for your lawn, which sets them apart from all the rest. If you'd like to see testimonials from other Grand Prairians, and there are a lot, or to check out all their different services that they p- can provide and find out a way for them to come start your lawn care, uh, go to higher Ground. LN.com and tell them that Jenna from the Faces of GP sent you. He's going to take great care of you.
1: So our our exciting partnership that we're having with um, GPISD is in my role as the VP of Operations, we ran summer learning academies in two elementary schools the last couple of years in partnership with DISD. So we entered into a data share agreement and we were measuring outcomes pre and post And the goal was to make an impact in literacy and math. And where Mm. are those schools where kids aren't performing at grade level Mm -hmm. and they're struggling? And we know that teachers struggle in a large ratio classroom. Mm -hmm. You can't give that one individualized care one-on-one. And we know that summer learning loss is real. And Uh we know that kids from underserved populations and underserved communities are... 3% 3% behind right. their peers in a classroom where they're on course with their, with their grades academically and, and where they're progressing. And so I, I brought this concept to um, the late Dr. Hull mm-hmm. um, in May when we were partnering with the Cinco de Mayo Parade. And I said, hey, now that I'm in Grand Prairie, I'd really love to bring a summer learning academy to GPISD. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I think that's a phenomenal idea. I mean, she's always been a proponent mm-hmm. of education." And she said, "What innovative get... ways to get it out there? Absolutely." Mm-hmm. She said, "I love the concept. I love the idea. Um, what we needed from the district is access to a campus. We needed them to identify which was the campus that was underperforming. Uh, and once they give us that access, we would hire the teachers. We hired the administrator wow. to do the morning." work that they know how to do in literacy and math. We use their curriculum. We use their pre and post testing with iStation, which is the platform. Mm -hmm. And in the afternoon, it's fun summer camp. So they will learn the arts and crafts. They learn the camp songs. and it's a camp feel away from the Y. It's at their school, wherever it's hosted. Wow. And then every Friday, we bus them to a local Y. So in this case, to this Y, mm-hmm. to offer them free swim lessons. Because we also know that kids in those communities um, sometimes don't have access to pools and may not know how to swim.
0: Wow, this is tremendous. I mean, I, I kind of had seen some things, but I didn't realize how involved it was. Y'all are raising money for that right now, aren't you?
1: Yes, so we are raising... so. Each y, those who are listening know, they've either been part of a campaign or have given to our mm-hmm. campaign. And we raise, last, this year our goal is to raise $75,000 for our annual campaign. Of that 75,000, in 2019 we gave $130,000 in scholarships for families in need. So wow. we don't even raise to what the community need is. Wow. So my board said, that's not okay. We need to raise to what the need is. So right. if the need is 130, then here I come with the great idea of Summer Learning Academy, <laughs> and they're like, well, what's that price tag, Susanna? And I'm like, $40,000. And they're like, okay, 170, that's our new So role. is this
0: a completely supplemented thing for the parents? I mean, Yes,
1: it's free for the parents, 100%. Wow, wow. Because we wanna remove the barrier of, I can't afford it but the child needs that extra dosage in the summer. Um, The only requirement of the parent is for them to attend parent meetings Mm -hmm. and parent orientations. And what we've learned with the parent component is that uh, many of the parents said, I need a tutorial on how to refresh my resume, or I need skills on how to use technology my kids know how to tech, use tech but how I about don't.
0: i need to be tutored on third grade math yes because maybe. they don't know how to help my child I, that's that was my big problem yeah is is just helping with the way that they teach math now getting yeah. to learn how to do yeah
1: and how to be more involved in their childhood That's right exactly how to read to them how mm-hmm. to set limits at home you know because oftentimes we get parents who get frustrated and they oh, yeah? and they want teachers to solve they want teachers to do and how do we give the te- the parents the tools to say, here's what you can do, and here's the difference that you can mm-hmm. make. And so, uh, with the Summer Learning Academy, going back to the doctor hole, she said, I'm on board, come see me when we get through the summer, and let's talk. Tragedy happens, I get a random call from uh principal at Gardner Fine Arts, mm-hmm. right down the street, Alicia, and she says, I, I wanna meet with you. and." Something about the um, casino night coming up. Mm. And I didn't know about the casino night because, again, right, I'm new to Grand Prairie. So I said, all right, I don't yeah, know about that I'm, I'm either. What is it? Okay, so every year the Education Foundation for GPISD hosts a casino night. Oh. And that casino night is one of their major fundraisers. And the money that they raise from the casino night goes back to fund grants that teachers write and ask for money for classroom oh. supplies and supplements. Oh. So 100% of the money goes directly back to serve the kids of Grand Prairie. And that's coming up. And that's coming up and that or actually, it was at
0: the time when she was
1: Right. So it, it was it was coming up and so it it's not here yet. It's um it's coming up February the 21st oh, from 6:30 cool. to 10:30. And at the Pioneer Event Center and she said a lot of some barriers that our faculty have is that they have to buy tickets for the casino night and then on top of that they have to find childcare. Childcare isn't cheap and mm-hmm. so for them to have to pay a babysitter to go to the event mm-hmm. and then they're investing in the funness that a casino night mm-hmm. has Um, it just becomes economically um, not advantageous for them to Mm -hmm. participate. So they were asking if the Y could offer um, childcare that night. I said, absolutely, we'd be honored to. So we're offering childcare at $10 a child, so very reasonable Mm -hmm. from 6.30 to 10.30. The whole night. The whole night, come, you drop your kids off here, and we'll take care of them while you go and support a great cause. Mm -hmm. And so then from there let the conversation. Um, I said, you know, I have an idea. Um, I I planted the seed with Dr. Hull about the Summer Learning Academy and how we wanna make gains in literacy and math in a school that the district um, uh, identifies as in need. And I would really like to talk to the family Um, of Dr. Hull to see if we could uh, provide this in her honor. And she just looks at me and she says, well, do you know who my assistant principal is? And I said, no. And she said, the eldest daughter of Dr. Hull, Aaron Weisenhunt. I said, what? I'm like, (laughs) like, this is how God works in our lives. Yes. And so fast forward, talk to Aaron. Aaron was... She's like, absolutely. If my mom supported this, we will support mm-hmm. it. So they awarded us as our campaign kickoff um, a $5,000 check um, mm. as seed money towards our Summer Learning Academy. Wow. So now we are at 25000 that we have raised wow. for our $40,000 goal. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's not if, it's when. So yeah. we have a couple of other fundraisers coming up where... Um, we feel confident that we'll raise that money, um, and and then some. Um, we're really excited about the Y has uh, a Y Day of Giving, and it's one time a year where all Y's come together and they raise money on March the third. And so my my vision for March third is to reach out to 20 restaurants mm-hmm. and say we want to do a spirit night, so that. Anybody can go to any of these 20 restaurants, and they'll give a poor OC back. Wait, wait, are y'all listening?
0: Life? Restaurant owners out there, that's what she's saying. No, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously.
1: <laughs> How to connect with me. It, and, and we brainstormed about 25 that were kind of in the area where it doesn't matter. Tuesday night, you're going to go out to eat, go to any of these right. restaurants, and, and hopefully... You know they'll say yes we'll support you and we'll get a percent back we're reaching out also to companies to do gift cards and gift baskets because from the moment we open our doors at five in the morning march 3rd to the minute we close our doors at nine o'clock we're transforming this why so that when you walk in here it's going to feel different the whole time from open to close we're going to have um tables where people can buy tickets for raffles and door prizes and gift cards, night out, experiences. And all of that money that we raise that day is gonna go back to our, our community. 100% yeah. of what we raise none of it goes to operation costs, none of it goes to salaries, none of it goes to that. 100% goes right back into serving the community and serving the family. That's
0: amazing. When you were talking, one of the things I was thinking about was, um, you know, I recently became a single mother a couple years ago and got introduced to the world of single parenting. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about, and and I even um, talk a lot about women and men who are single parents finding a community where, because you it's, it's a very lonely place to be, yeah. especially when you have very limited resources and usually you have more than one child. Yes. And things like swimming lessons or just li- things like that are a huge strain on your your emotions and everything and your finances. And so one of the things that I love and I was just thinking in my head was, this is literally a place where a family can come when there's one parent, you were talking about, come drop your kids off and spend a couple hours on your laptop after you get done with working out. Mm-hmm. That little time to yourself, where yeah. your kids are having a good time, they're in a place that you can they're trust, safe. Yeah. and just to have that little space, or to just bring them where they can have access to things that they just wouldn't normally, you wouldn't be able to provide for them financially, because it's expensive having kids, let's be, all yeah. be honest, it's expensive for anybody. I, I love that mindset of it is just it this is literally a place where like you said the whole family can get a lot of
1: you know gain from it yeah so and it's and and what I love about it is you know our our mission statement is at the center of everything we do Mm -hmm. to put Christian values into practice through programs that help build a healthy spirit mind and body Mm -hmm. for all and those last two words for all is what's really important Mm -hmm is that it, it doesn't matter where you are at in your right. life's journey, you're welcomed here. We want you to feel that you belong. We mm-hmm. want you to feel that you can, um, it's a place for you to fit in. And when I when I go out and I talk to some of the members that come through here, I ask them, because we coexist with other organizations in the community that have similar offerings in terms of treadmills, mm-hmm. weight rooms, fitness classes. When I ask them why they choose the why, time and time again, it's I. this is family. Mm-hmm. I feel like a family. I, I'm greeted with a smile, people care about me. When I'm not there for a while, they might call me and they might say, hey, you haven't been here in a month. Where have you been? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And we want people to feel that sense of community that no matter where you are in your journey whether you're wanting to lose weight whether you're wanting to work on your flexibility where you want to build muscle whatever it is it's you can you can find a home here
0: yeah and i'm glad you brought that up about the different organizations because one of the things i think grand prairie does excellently well and i've never really worked in another city type of environment but one of the things that i feel like is very unique is how all the organizations work really, really well on helping each other and identifying resources that this organization might have that this other organization doesn't have, and let's get the people where they need to go. And when you bring up, there are organizations, there are other fitness facilities, there, there are fitness facilities that you pay just to have a membership at a gym. Yep. There's people, you know, there's the Epic where you, it's a huge space and, and there's a variety of things that they offer, mm-hmm. um, but, every one of those offers something different yes and so yeah there's 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 gym members there's gym equipment there yeah. but that doesn't mean that what they offer at this one place is what they offer at another and so it, it but it's tremendous that there's a way that in Grand Prairie we can kind of share that resource yeah you know thinking about the cancer, the, the, the 12-week cancer group, mm. no other place is offering something like that. Yeah. So if the Epic has somebody that's, you know, and hey, they already know you, listen, you need to go down to the y. They're off, I think that you could really benefit from that. We don't have that here. Yeah. You know, and then now you're offering something to someone. It's, I think that the community partnership is really what gets a community up. Yeah. For everybody working together. I agree. We're not competing. You know, and yeah. there's plenty of resources to go around. Grand Prairie is a huge place. Yeah,
2: and, and
1: as a consumer, I want to know that there's options for me. Yes, which absolutely. Is, which is why we coexist. When I, I sat and talked to the mayor a few months ago and, and he was like, you know, how's the Y doing? Because he's a longtime supporter of mm-hmm. the Y, mm-hmm. uh, but also represents the city. And you know, he cares about people in the community and he, and he cares about the operation of the why and because he knows what we do and and that means a lot to know that there are people that care and and it's a community that just come together and we coexist and so I remember when I first started here there was a lot of conversation with the word uh, competition mm-hmm. the competition the competition mm-hmm. and I had to change that culture because it, mm-hmm. it, because that brings on a mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a competition. We offer different things for different people. Mm-hmm. And let the consumer choose what that means for them. If they feel that they fit best in another facility, 100% we support you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're getting what you need out of that. Mm-hmm. And, and if the health and wellness is what we're all about, then we cannot support that, and you know our social responsibility is the dollars that we raise go back into the community that we serve mm-hmm. and um, and our youth development, like that's so important yeah. is to making sure that we nurture the kids that are in our care, that are on our fields, that are in our gyms, that come and take karate classes that are building those self-esteem skills, that are building those skills that are transferable and they can use somewhere else later in life. And they're creating their why story and they're creating their why experience so that when they come back, go to college, go to the military, go off, get married and come back, which so many people in Grand Prairie do come back to roots. Mm -hmm. You see, (laughs) you hear the story of Wow, I remember the first time I learned how to swim. Mm-hmm. And and so Jen, I don't know if you know this, but uh I've always had a life goal of learning how to swim, but have been plagued with fear. Really? Like many adult non-swimmers is I just don't Wow. like I just it happened when I was about 12 years old, my oldest brother uh pushed me into the pool. Oh. And mm. I you know, slow motion, going to the bottom of like 15 feet pole. Yes. Lifeguard goes in, takes me out, doesn't have to resuscitate me because he was so quick at his response. But ever since then, I've been afraid of water. I Even just showering with the shower head, wow. water in my face would just give me anxiety. So did you know how to swim before that? Or did you not no. know how to swim? <gasps> no, wow. didn't know how to swim. So, you know, it was just, you know how you make your life goals I mean I ran a marathon before Mm -hmm. I learned how to swim and it was one of those okay I'm gonna do it and so when when God called me to the Y nine years ago he didn't he didn't present it to me in that way he's like you're in a organization that can help prevent drowning can help Mm -hmm. prevent um, the awareness of what to do just that safety around water that's so important but he didn't, he didn't say, now's the time. It wasn't until he gave me my assignment here that I was at a branch and it was a summer and I had a pool in the back. So I said, okay, God, this is, this is it. If, I, I, if I'm going to um, preach it, I gotta experience it. And so I went online, it was like 11 o'clock at night and I was so scared and I signed up for my first swim lessons this wow. summer. And so uh, I learned how to swim this summer. That's awesome. At the pool, right, a few feet from here. And, and it's, it's cataloged in my journey on, on Facebook. You're giving me a,
0: I'm, I'm having a spark of a program y'all could do because, I mean, think about this, okay? How many, how many things that you learned, that you were quote unquote supposed to learn as a kid, that you didn't learn as a kid, yeah. that, and then you become an adult, like how to ride a bike? how to swim, all these things that maybe as an adult, you're like, I don't tell anybody I don't know how to ride a bike. I don't tell anybody I don't know how to swim. What a cool idea to, like, come learn the thing you never learned as a kid, you know, like as an adult, like with a bunch of other people that didn't learn it either. And now you have parents that learn how to do that too. I love that idea. I think that's phenomenal. And uh, that's so neat that you had that opportunity. And I
1: I met so many women who I would see at the front desk signing their kids up every summer and signing their kids up Uh, for, for swim lessons. And I would ask them, I'd say, do you know how to swim? And almost all of them would say, no, I don't know how to swim. And I'm like, so why are you, why are you signing your child up? We know that's important, but I know the answer to that because my boys know how to swim. Mm. My husband knows how to swim. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how, but I had to overcome my fear. Uh, and so-
0: And when, was there an adult swimming lesson yes, class? Yes, yes,
1: we have infant to adults swim lessons that we offer. Mm. So by session six, so it's two weeks, four days a week. By session six, week two, um, the swim supervisor, Janet, says, okay, Suzanne, I think you're ready to go into the 12 feet. And uh, instant panic, I'm fogging my goggles up with tears and I'm like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. She's like, you've done your bubbles, you've done your kicks, you've done your hands you know how to do this. You just gotta trust in your skills that uh, you learn yeah. and get in the 12 foot. And that was the first time in, since I was 12 years old that my feet never touched the bottom wow. of a pool. So I got in there, I said a prayer, and I, she had more confidence in me than I had in myself. And because she had that confidence, I trusted what I learned, and I just released that anxiety and put one hand in front of the other, move, kick my feet, like the, my life depended on it mm. because it did, and she had a fish hook that she would follow me about two feet in front of me, so I could never touch it. I wanted to hold on to it. I wanted it under my stomach. As, mm-hmm. and she said, "No, that's not how we do this." <laughs> and so wow. I was swimming and face you know, just going for that fish hook, and it was in that moment, and even a moment of panic, that I realized. I, I can do this, mm. I can do this. And then six months later, my 14-year-old Diego taught me how to doggy pedal, which I thought was revolutionary. And But had I not learned how to stay calm, float on my back, learn how to breathe, how to jump in and reach the edge of the water, mm-hmm. had I not learned those skills, I don't think I could have doggy pedaled. I, I would have drowned doing that, even though I could have stood right. up in the water. Right. Gosh, you know. It's so an important life skill. It
0: is. That we teach. It It is. And, you know, and now it's something you can do with your kids. Yes. And I think that's a good point is that sometimes fears that we have as an adult sometimes can affect our kids in ways that we don't see. Like we can't participate in stuff. You know, I don't know. If if I didn't know how to swim, I don't know that I would as be as willing to take them to the pool all the time or take them to a water park or, you know. And so you overcoming that fear and teaching your kids that you're overcoming that fear. We ask our kids to get over their fears all the time. Yes. Constantly. We ask them to learn how to do things all the time. But as parents, sometimes we have a hard time doing it ourselves. What a great lesson you taught them. Well, we want the
1: best for our kids. Yes. But when it comes to Mm -hmm. Mm self-reflection and we look in the mirror, you know, we tell our kids eat healthy. We tell our kids, work mm-hmm. out. We tell our kids, go outside, get some sun. Vitamin D is good for you. Yet, we're in our offices, we're in our computers, mm-hmm. we're on our devices, and we don't do that. Yeah. And so it's so important to model that and, yes. and take our own advice. And now that my kids are 14 and 17, they remind me and my husband about that all the time. That's It's tremendous. Yeah. It's, it's so important to, to as and and they were my biggest cheerleaders when I came back and they were like mom we're we're so proud of you and mm. i just felt like i made them proud and as as parents you you want to make your yes. kids proud too like they always make us proud even Especially when they are teenagers yes. and so now we're embarking on the journey of learning how to drive and so that's a whole mm. other kind of skill set and nerve
0: Uh, yeah that's required I'm starting to see a lot of kids that get to the age of 16 and are, and are really putting off learning how to drive like I, I, I don't know if you've seen that but I mean in my generation when you know in the 90s We could not wait to get into the car. Right, and I'm starting to see a lot of kids being nervous about that. Yeah, and um, you know, it's it's so hard as parents to kind of walk them through trying to be brave Mm -hmm. and do things that maybe just kind of have that faith and believing that God's going to take care of you. And but doing the work that is required to get yourself there. Yeah, that's that's something else too. Is you can't just drive a car. That's that's the biggest challenge with my daughter teaching her how to do things, is that she just wants to do it. Like yesterday, I said she loves watching YouTube. She wants to have a YouTube channel. Everybody it just drives me crazy, but whatever. And so, and, but she sees me recording, and she's like, I wanna record too. And so yesterday I said, okay, do you really wanna learn how I do what I do? And she said, yes. I said, well, why don't you help me record? I was doing a Spotlight for Children First, mm-hmm. which we actually utilize their counseling services after the divorce with my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, you remember your counselor? I said, we can do this for them. So I, had, I said, well, why don't you read through this one time? And she read through it. And then she I said, okay, read through it again. We have to make it sound like, you know, she goes, I don't want to do this again. This is boring. And I'm like, well you have to keep practicing it's right. not just something easy she goes well do you mess up and i'm like yes constantly i have to hit delete recording start all over i'm like that's just part of it yeah. but um i love when kids can see from our own and i don't want to say failures but our own missteps or our own you know overcoming our fears and they can get through that and um I, I, that's just such yeah. a great lesson i love that you did that yeah.
2: Our episode today is spotlighting the Grand Prairie Historical Organization. This wonderful nonprofit organization works to promote and preserve the rich history of Grand Prairie, Texas by collecting, preserving, and interpreting the history through committed volunteers who translate to others while maintaining the highest standards of excellence. They share that history through regular meetings with informative speakers, involvement in the community, participating in events with the city, civic groups, the school district, and by collecting and displaying historical archives in the GPHO Museum, located at 1516 West Main Street in Grand Prairie. You can become a member with only a $25 yearly donation, and they would love to have your input and passion for this history of our city. If you are interested in learning more, please visit their website at gphistorical.com.
1: It's important, I think, as parents. So now we're getting into the parent topic. But sure, to let's go there. Ugh. To apologize, apologize. Don't even get me Sometimes yes. as adults, we don't apologize. Yes. And I, I have to come to my boys sometimes and say, you know, I'm sorry. I, I lost my cool. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? You're right. I that I was triggered by that, and I took your phone away, and that wasn't fair to you because mm-hmm. I didn't give you enough warnings I have an expectation that I didn't communicate and so now I'm punishing you by removing your technology and I'm sorry about that and to see a look in their eyes of like wow you see me as a human you see me as a person yes I've gained more respect we my husband and I have gained more respect from our boys in teaching them that vulnerability because when they make a mistake they need to know that they need to own up to it no matter how it is And, and we have yes. to teach that as parents. Oh, as
0: man, and especially with boys like um, I was watching a documentary It was about it's called the mask we live in and it's about It's it's all kids but boys especially you have to give them the words to use yes. To be able to talk about what they're going through and I I was so fortunate I mean the divorce was not a great thing in my life but I was fortunate that I got the counseling out of it because mm-hmm. I was able to, number one, understand how I project my own feelings onto my child, and number two, I was able to understand, just like what you said, my child is a human being first. She's God's child first before she's mine. But she is her own person with her own personality, her own feelings, her own individual likes, dislikes, Mm -hmm. and she's not an extension of me, she is her own person. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm her mother that's guiding her along this journey, but I'm not perfect either. And it, you know, being able to reflect as a parent and being able to say to your child, listen, this is what happened. Because you know what? The next time that that happens to them, they'll be able to understand what, why. And um, God, that's that's just, that's yeah. tremendous. The, the the power of an apology is very, yeah. very important. And
1: and that comes back to full circle when they enter the job force. Oh yes. And you know, in in the business that we're in, It's customer service. I mean, we Mm -hmm. we work with volunteers, we work with members, we work with community people, and if we're not able to apologize and make right, Mm -hmm. which is what we try to empower our team with, and and many of them were like, well, so what do I do, Miss Susanna? I I don't know, and I'm like, well, what does your heart tell you to do? My heart tells them to refund the thirty dollars that we Mm -hmm. have, and I said, okay, well let's do that. They're like, but. In their paperwork for that in that way and I said when you're gonna do the right thing we find a way yeah so if that's what you want to do if that's what's gonna make the customer happy then refund the $30 give them the discount help them enroll for that class if you got to put your own phone out and help them navigate mm-hmm. that frustrating online system of setting up a login then let's help them do that right because it's at the end of the day it's I I tell my husband because then I come home and I pull out my laptop and I'm working. And he says, do you work at the office? Like, you come home and you have work all day. <laughs> and, and, I, and I really started thinking about that. I'm like, God, I do work. I continue mm. to work after dinner and after checking in with the boys and all that. And I, I realized that I do my heart work at the office. Because that's when you're building and talking and oh, relationships. Yeah. So my heart work happens during the day. And when I go home is when I do my brain work is when I knock out the deadlines I write the grant I you know write the email check all that that's where Mm -hmm. the brain work happens where there aren't a lot of distractions because when you're in a people industry Mm -hmm. you have to take time to love and nurture people Mm -hmm. and that comes back tenfold oh absolutely
0: I love the way that you put that because that's so true and I think that that's <clears throat> I don't want to get into the I, I realized when I started this podcast this is just a little bit of transparency I was asking the women what it felt like to be a working mother I never asked the men that question mm. and I was like we're all workers like so all of us work together yeah. to, in our families to make things happen and I realized like when I, was, when I was interviewing Dr. Alexander he was able to go through get his doctorate degree you and know, do all this stuff and I said how did you do that and he's like my wife helped me so much you have, there have, there's a partnership there, right? So yeah. it's, um but as, so I will ask you this as a person who is in a, a charge of, you know, something that, being, being the director of something like this, mm-hmm. you're involved in, it's not just the YMCA that you are, you're not just here all the time. Yeah. You go off and you do all the different things that you do throughout the day, mm-hmm. and you do have to do other things at night. So as just as the director of an organization, mm-hmm. you know, do you find, time management to be a huge struggle for you? And how do you handle that? How do you juggle, because I, I have the same problem. I can't click off my brain yeah. when I should be to spend time and mental and focused on my child and what we're doing tonight, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I think what's really helpful for me is my husband. Mm. My husband of 20 years who really puts it in perspective. He He will be honest with me and he'll say, Susanna, what's your priority? Right now, I don't feel like we're your priority. Mm. And that, in my face, is what I need to sometimes realign Mm. my passion, realign my obligations, and realign what brings me joy. And and there's, you know, I'm the youngest of five, and my dad was a Church of Christ preacher growing up. Mm. And so I also have this innate desire to help others Uh and and I remember I remember um, someone telling me once you know the worst parents are um, preachers and teachers because they're out there trying to help the world and they not always at home Mm. because and and I thought about that and I'm like you know my dad was often at the hospital Mm -hmm. he was often at funerals he was often in the homes helping people in other communities helping people and my mom is a stay-at-home mom really managed to nurture the family. And I feel that I have some of that mm-hmm. in me. And so, you know, I just got an email from Dr. Wicker of a date in February and March where we're doing wheelchair ramp building. Um, heard your podcast with uh, Tammy Chan mm-hmm. of the homeless and how they need to be fed. Mm-hmm. And so we all have million things to do but we also, if we really look at our time, there's also a lot of time we squander.
0: Oh, absolutely. And if
1: we really look at filling the time that we squander on whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know, for me, sometimes it's my PJs in front of the TV, mm-hmm. sometimes it's scrolling through technology, mm-hmm. or sometimes <laughs> it's just, um, I don't think reading a book is squandering. I actually think that that's, you know, it's uh, it's productive, yeah, yeah, and but you know, instead of staying in bed, the extra fifteen minutes, you know, roll out of bed, get on the floor, do your crunches, thirty crunches a day, something mm-hmm. like that, or in between while you're watching commercials. It's just how you choose to fill your twenty-four hours in a day, because we all have it, and it's the only thing that's guaranteed in death that we yep. have every, every one of us have in common, and how we utilize that. It has to be intentional, okay, so I have, totally. I have my husband that brings that reality in front of me. I have my kids that you know ask for help or on a, a subject or a school or a project. And I have my community asking me, here's what I need of you to help us. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes I give financially because I can't give of my time. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm blessed in a position where I can give financially, right. so I give that way. And so it's a balance. It's, it's no different than anyone else who is, you know, doesn't have a high-demanding job, you know, or a part-time person who's going to school and a job, you know. At 15, I learned how to drive, and I had my first job at 16. And I've never stopped doing either of those two things right. at 47. Yep. And there's never been a gap in my life at 16 to 47 where I haven't had a job. Mm. I've gone from a job to a job to a job to a job. And and I love that. I love, enjoy working. I, I took time off when I had my boys. Uh, I went part-time back to work. Uh, when I used to work um, for the school district in Fort Worth ISD growing up there. And you know, God already has my end in mind. Mm-hmm. And I just try to walk in his light, you know, do the right Mm -hmm. thing. I don't always do the right thing, um, but he resets me and he reminds me that he's gonna give me the tools to to continue on the journey.
0: Yes, I think that's a good point. And you know, it's. I think that there's this quote unquote, we we know that there's a balance, but we all have this idea of we're eventually gonna get to this balance. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we ever get to the balance and stay there for very long. It's always, you know, there's, there's certain sweet spots in my life where I can look back and go, that was the perfect work-life balance, excuse me, but that didn't last very long before I totally messed it up. And I think that when you're a person who is very community-minded and who really has, and and, and has a lot of ideas and has a lot of great ideas and is able to put those ideas in motion and do all those things, it can become very hard to turn your brain off, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and kind of go, you know what, this can wait for just a little bit. I don't have to do that tomorrow. I know for me, that's my big thing. Um, as I was going through, I, we have an upcoming episode on David Daniels. The amount of stuff he was involved in, in his life was phenomenal. It was just huge. And I'm sitting there going, how did this man do all this stuff? You know? And so I think that regardless of who you're at, when you, when you are a person that is involved in your community and you have that heart, Mm -hmm. it's, it's always going to be not even a time balance, but a mental balance yeah. as well. And I, I know that I have a hard time with it. Reading the Bible helps me a lot because I know that when I go back there, I'm like, okay, God, I get it. You know, you're you're trying to teach me something here, and yeah. so. But yeah, I mean, it, it's we have to, and we have to re-energize ourselves to to do what you're doing. You have to be able to have the energy to do it. Yeah, you can't just do this 24 and, and hours a day. Got, and you
1: also need to learn to let go and put it in the hands of God. Oh, I yes. can't tell you how many times I start to worry about something. Wow, am I gonna make that go? Am I gonna raise that much money? Mm-hmm. Well, wow, that's a lot. Like, Are we gonna a- be able to sustain what we have here? I don't know, that's a lot. And when that idea pops into my head, I immediately go to releasing it to God. Mm-hmm. And when I release it to Him, a sense of calmness, a sense of Mm. security, a sense of peace and calm comes about me because I no longer have to worry about it because I know he will take care of it. Mm -hmm. And once you reach that level of awareness and relationship with your maker, for me, Mm -hmm. it has really transformed how I show up. And oh gosh yes that's, and, that's, and yeah. it's and its continuous journey mm-hmm. because there's always the reminders and there's always the triggers and and how do we get to that level of self-awareness where we quiet that yep. and we reset we focus I mean the mayor has to do it the chief oh, yeah. of police have to do it our city officials have to do it our teachers do it pastors. on a daily basis mm-hmm. our pastors have to do it the stay-at-home moms and even our kids, our mm-hmm. kids in those classrooms, walking those halls, experiencing what, they're, what they experience. Oh yeah. They, and they don't always talk about it. And the, and, and so I have, I have this, I'll show it to you, I can't show it to the listeners obviously, but I have this little black book. And in this black book, this is my, as you can see, mm-hmm. my prayer journal. Yes. So anytime someone needs prayers, I put it on here. I love that you I try to remember to go back to... I mean, you see here. Mm-hmm. I prayed for Sandy Woods to be my campaign chair. Oh, wow. In
0: 2019. Oh.
1: Because I needed someone to lead us in that journey. Wow. Um, uh, you know, a friend we know well with Lone Star Park uh-huh. was having surgery. Prayed for her. And then in the back, I also then have my my gratitude journal mm. and so how do I share gratitude and joy and thanks mm. to the people who support me mm-hmm. who support the work that we do because you got to write notes I'm a note writer and so yeah. I write thank yous all the time because it makes it reminds people that you're thinking about them god I write a lot of notes as I'm looking through all no of that's this. good and
0: you know because we think about people sometimes and if we would just send them just a hey thinking about you that's all it would take sometimes yes but yeah being being intentional even with your gratitude man that is such a good lesson because that pulls you right back from having a bad day yes it you does, know you and and reaching out to other people and you don't know what that's going to do for somebody else but um we only have about a minute left but um I just wanted to um say thank you it was so nice talking to you I I really look forward to what this why is gonna do, and I, I'm i just, I'm so glad, I think that you're here for a reason. Okay. I think that this community is very lucky to have you. you. Um So where can people find the events, because you, you mentioned a lot, so where yes. can they find all these events going on?
1: So if you follow us on Facebook okay. or Instagram, Grand Prairie Family YMCA, uh, Matt, who you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, he does a really good job of posting upcoming events uh, that we'll be having, and so, that's really the, the most current. If they want information about programs that we offer, um, sports, seasons, summer camps, swim lessons, health and fitness, they can go to org and go to our website and they can get information there as well.
0: Perfect, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much Susanna, it was so nice to talk was to you. It my pleasure, thank you. Okay.